Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Are you ready? We were just asked, are we ready? Are we ready to connect with you around how to beat the heat? and enjoy more of your summer, or enjoy the summer more is really the question. I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And together- And I love the heat. Uh, let's not even get, that's a totally different topic. No, it's not. I don't like the cold. I like the heat. Okay. Yeah. I thought you liked the, the essence of heated fellowship in our home. Um, yeah, that's okay too. <laughs> and he smiles. So if you're listening rather than watching, you won't catch that Ken had this big cheesy smile. So what you might want to do is watch some of the YouTube Decker team inside track shows because then you'll actually catch some of the, um, I was going to call them zany facial, facial expressions because, yeah, mm-hmm. there's some of those. They're eclectic yeah. for sure. Yeah, so it's July 20th. Yep. And well, sometimes the heat starts to get to people. And we've got the hottest part of the summer ahead of us ahead yeah which is not behind us so many people turn to us at this time of year mm-hmm. and say i think we need a cottage we need a cottage or we need a pool or we need a better air conditioning or we need <laughs> a boat or we need something so we can cool down yeah because we're hot and, and we then, want of to course, enjoy if, this summer. right, we want to enjoy it. And of course, if we live in the Ottawa area, we also then in the winter feel the opposite. But you know what? That the weather thing in Ottawa is just a thing you can't escape. So the only thing you can do is determine how to thrive within the season. Yeah. So let's say someone is, decides they want to buy a cottage mm-hmm. or they want to buy a waterfront property. Now, there's a right. distinction there, right? Right. Right. What's the difference? Well, the difference is, do you want to maintain two places, maintain two places, or do you want to maintain one place? Right. And more and more of our clients are deciding Mm -hmm. that they want to take the money they would have put into a cottage and actually move to a waterfront property that's in Ottawa, either the Ottawa River, the Rideau River, Mm -hmm. or sometimes even one of the lakes that's close by and they start commuting because... Sometimes they're getting closer to the retirement and they go, I can do this commute for five years and then retire at the lake house. Right. Rather than a cottage. So how do you decide? Like, that's the question people will ask me is, how do I decide when the right time is? Because I, they're, they're, what they're saying is, I love water. I love the feel of water. I love the look of water. I love the sound of water. I love the tranquility of water. So how do I decide when the right time is to move on to the water? I even like the sound of the loons. Yeah, they're pretty nice. They're a little loud sometimes, but they're, it's just such a beautiful sound mm-hmm. that goes across the lake. Right. So we've had lots of clients take the plunge, so to speak. <laughs> That's great. I know, not great. Take the plunge onto the water side, the wild side of water, whether it's a water slide into their pool or whether the lake or whether cottage or whether, whether waterfront house. Mm-hmm. And how do you decide? Like, how do you? So we're going to give you some of the things to consider today. And so if you're watching, you actually might want to write this down 
And if you want a more comprehensive list, you could email me and say, Waterfront, is it the right fit? Well, I could probably say something a little quicker and easier, right? I think the best thing is if you're considering a waterfront property, mm. reach out to us and we'll sit down and, and discuss it with mm. you because there's so many oh. um, little nuances as to where, what size, how much maintenance, what the waterfront's like. There's so many discussions. And so that's a great free consultation where we'll just sit down with you and we'll We'll brainstorm on whether this is a good thing for you and your family or not. Right. And if you're not even there yet, you're saying, well, it's too early. I don't even know if we want to do this. I don't know if we want to do this in 10 years, five years, never. Maybe we want a cottage. Maybe we want a house. We just don't even know what we don't know. And we don't want to waste your time because I hear that a lot. Have you ever said that to me? A lot of people have. They've said, don't want to waste your time. Well, it's not a waste of time from our perspective and I would hope from yours, if it gives you clarity. It gives you some sort of sense of how to move forward, just even the next step. What's the next step? And maybe the next step is for you a consultation, as Ken suggested, which I think is actually kind of smart. Wow. I paused because I knew he would want to take that in and receive the smart comment. Yep, got a grin ear to ear again. Cheesy grin ear to ear, but that's okay. Um, so consultation is a great idea and probably an hour. Come with your questions. Be prepared. We do a little quick phone consult before we even meet with you face to face. We can do a Zoom consultation. So if you're already living in another area and somebody sent you this show, then you could be watching it, watch it first, get some sense of what you're thinking, and then we can do a Zoom call. And what's a Zoom call? Right. Not everybody knows that yet. So what a Zoom call is, is simply kind of like Skype. And maybe you haven't used Skype. It's video conferencing. It's we can see each other. We can talk, interact, and we can even share our screen with you and show you searches or anything else that comes up from a question perspective. And it, basically, it's like a face-to-face -face consultation, except if you're not in the Ottawa area and you're thinking of relocating to the Ottawa area then that would be a way to do it. And you know what I just realized? What? I love helping people find a waterfront property. You just realized that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like the other day, I a client asked me if I'd go to a, it was quite a ways away. It was far away. It was a far away drive. But Ken decided it was like having a summer vacation. It was. It was an afternoon off, basically. I had to leave at 11 o'clock, put the top down on the convertible, <laughs> Drove out for two hours, took a ferry onto the island, showed the house for an hour, walked around on the beach. I couldn't go swimming or anything. You didn't? No. You didn't bring your trunks? No, I didn't. Okay. And Did they bring theirs? We just caught the ferry on the way back. Perfect timing. And I was home by, what, 6.30, something like that. Yeah. So it was a whole afternoon and, and normally I wouldn't uh, help people that far away. And yet, I just thought, hey, this is going to be a little bit of a vacation for me, a half-day vacation day. Almost a full day. You're gone seven and a half hours. <laughs> it, so I thought for most people, that would be a full day. And what's neat about that is we've been in the industry long enough and have enough expertise in those areas because we've actually had quite a few sellers that far away over the last while and some buyers doing waterfront. Mm -hmm. And so we actually have a knowledge because one of the things we would always say is that the 
person that's helping you doesn't understand the market where you're buying, that's a bad idea. Yes. And yet with Waterfront, we've done quite a bit of it now. And so we got really good expertise around values and how mm -hmm. to get the information if we don't have it. And we can do so much great background searching as well to confirm everything. If, yeah, speaking of searching, yes, we even have the ability to search for you for just waterfront property. Mm. So if you're sitting there going, you know what, it might be nice, I'm not sure, and you just want to get properties sent to you that are waterfront so that you can oogle them. <laughs> oogle them. Oogle them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stare at them. See if you like them. Maybe drive around neighborhoods. We call them neighborhoods, but they're really areas, lakes. Learn learn about the lakes. Take some ferries. Take some time and enjoy your 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 leisurely search. Um, then we can set that up for them as well. Right. Yeah. So things to consider. What's one of the first things to consider? Drive time. If mm. you're going to do this thing, can you deal with the drive time? We just had one fabulous set of clients who decided that it was time to sell the property in town which they thought they would stay into a little closer to retirement because they're not quite there yet. And yet the water beckoned them. And they thought for them, maintaining two just wasn't really what they were after. They didn't want to maintain a cottage and maintain a house. So they thought, you know what? We can make this move now to the water and get a year-round home. And we're going to have to spend an extra 45 minutes in the car each way and yet they've got one car so you're thinking well, how could yeah. that work i would say actually they also thought that they would because they wanted this specific property right. with some land that didn't you couldn't see your neighbor cottage or lake house and they wanted a lake house and they wanted good quality of water front mm -hmm. um, they knew it was going to take a while so we actually searched for over a year for them mm -hmm. And their thought was even if they buy it in advance, that they could rent the cottage out. They could do the, the lake house. Yeah, the lake house. They could rent it out if they wanted to, but it might take a long time to find it. So right. that's like why maybe, they started. Like maybe five years is kind of what was in their brain. Yes. Was, and they were in a financial situation that they could afford to buy it mm -hmm. and still own their existing home. Right. So that was actually two different clients we were talking about. I was thinking about another one as well, because we've got so many amazing people that the waterfront conversation is, the, it's almost like there's a, it's the, the in thing. Well, they say God's not making any more waterfront, but I'm not so sure with the polar ice cap mountain. <laughs> and there's lots of man-made lakes in Greenland. Yes, there's yeah. lots of areas where there's man-made lakes, and yet That's those... not quite the same. It isn't the same. It doesn't have the same rush of water. It has a little bit more weeds. I mean, they do a great job cleaning them up, and you're looking into lots more backyards. So and it's a different conversation. You're not putting too many motorboats on the man-made lakes. No. No. Maybe a canoe or a kayak. <laughs> Maybe a paddle boat. Those things still exist, eh? Yes. The paddle boats. paddle boards are the in thing. Yes, yes they... Yes, Ken. They are. Uh, maybe we should get one because it's an ab workout. It would fix up my abs. What do you think? Okay. So we'll talk about that after the show. Don't you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I do too. So just deciding when and then figuring out your drive time, 
figuring out the type of waterfront. Like, do you want to see a neighbor? Don't you want to see a neighbor? Do you want something that you can put a boat in? Do you want something you can paddle in? Do you want something with boat traffic? Do you want to be on the St. Lawrence? Do you want to be on a small lake? I could rattle off about a hundred different thoughts and options. Hmm. Some people don't mind a marshy kind of. Right. Um, this this one we went to see had actually a beachfront, which right. is rare to find a sandy beach. Mm-hmm. Because many times if you've got sand, you're going to have bulrushes and things. Um, but this one had a sandy beach, which was mm-hmm. very, very nice. Well, and the other one we helped some clients just purchase and move into recently also had a little beach. And it had actually a secondary little. So there's another thing to think about in terms of the actual building, the actual house. It had quite a few of them actually have little secondary cottages. Bunkies. Bunkies that you now with the Airbnb it's actually quite easy to promote them and rent them out either for a week or two weeks or a short period of time. And then people aren't even in your space. And then there's another one that had a lower level walkout. So it actually is like a three unit and you like live upstairs, rent out lower level and then rent out the bunkie. So actually a really inexpensive because one of the big complaints, yeah, I think it's complaint. It's a complaint too expensive. Could be. I don't know. I don't read your mind. Not mine. Our clients. <laughs> oh. One of the concerns and considerations with Waterfront that I hear often is it's expensive. And yes, it is. Because like we said, they aren't making any more of it. Not lakes anymore. Very little. Very little extra Waterfront. Yeah. And so it actually is more expensive than buying a home that isn't on water. I mean, we... It tends to hold its value as well. It does hold its value as well. And so, so many things to think about. So the cost being a little bit more, sometimes the property taxes are higher. Sometimes there's road maintenance, depending on where and what it is. There's a little additional cost you're not on a municipal road. Yeah, speaking of roads, that's an important piece. Because some roads have year-round access. Mm -hmm. Some are uh, maintained by the cottage association or the people on the street. Mm-hmm. Other ones are true municipal roads that get plowed and have bus service and that kind of stuff on them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things to consider when you're looking at the road access. The other thing, uh, the client I have right now, they have a really nice big coach, mm-hmm. you know, like a bus, like a yeah. RV bus. Yeah. And they don't want to go down house the gravel. on wheels yeah they don't want to go down a gravel road they don't they can't do the twisty narrow uh because it's just too long right so those type of considerations are also there in thinking about seasonal even for the cottage like we've been talking about the lake house idea for some people owning two is the best thing where you can actually just get away from you don't want your house in your cottage as one because you want to get away from the landline if you still have a landline Mm -hmm. in your house and you just want to get away to the cottage that maybe doesn't have great cell service maybe you know you just it doesn't have great wi-fi you just want to disconnect and you don't want to you just want to relax and disconnect well you're not going to relax you're going to have to cut grass but maybe (laughs) you can get somebody else to do that for you or you buy something on the rock right we have clients that have cottages on a rock yeah so you don't have any lawn maintenance now, the, the other thing to look at is, do you want something that's rustic? Mm. You know, do you want something that's a little rough, maybe handmade or, or raw beams and things like that? 
or do you want something that's more like a second home, like a, right. like a real um, a real house, so to speak? So those kind of things are to look at. And then other things with cottages is many times the furniture comes with it. Right. And it might be grandma's old couch or something, you know, like don't expect to get great brand new stuff. Sometimes you do. Sometimes. Some of the ones we've helped purchasers buy or we've helped sellers sell have amazing furniture, like way nicer than the stuff in my house. <laughs> like it's beautiful and it comes with the place so you don't even have to go shopping to furnish it. Yeah. Sometimes you'll get, you know, you can ask for a canoe or paddle boards or sometimes a little boat. There's all kinds of things that might be included with a cottage or a lake house. Lake house. And so thinking about maintenance also on the actual dwelling, on the actual property, because as Ken was talking about rustic, some of them are wood exterior, depending on the age and the vintage and the style, even some of the newer ones, because there's a cottagey or lake house look, and some of that takes a fair bit of maintenance. So do you want to maintain it or are you okay to sort of let it go natural, au natural? And then how quickly will it deteriorate if you go to au natural <laughs> is a consideration. Yes. And also, you know, there, there are cottages that don't have running water. Mm. Some have water, but it's lake water. Uh, some have drilled wells. There's all kinds of things to look at. Some have a holding tank. Some will have a septic system. You know, recently I had a client call me up and, and they were looking at a property with actually the listing agent. Yeah. And they felt that that listing agent wasn't really looking after their interests or being maybe 100%. Um, and one of the big things that they were concerned about was they were told that it has a septic system. And yes, it did. But nobody had any documents on the septic system. And then when they asked further questions, it turned out that there was no permit ever taken out to put the septic in. Ouch. And the septic was close to the water. And so probably it was illegal. Probably it wasn't working right because it was older. And probably it needs to come out and be moved somewhere else. So that's a big expense. And knowing what you yeah. got is super important. So you know what you're buying and at what price you're buying it so you get value. Right. Because a septic, if you have to relocate it and you've got to do something a little extra special because you're on water and you're tighter for space or you've got to get away from the waterfront because the code has changed so much over the decades and especially if something was installed without a code, without a permit, that's an even bigger concern. And yet, if it was installed long enough ago, the permit from then would have been no value today. Right, mm -hmm. if you needed to do a repair or a renovation. And I was just out with a client that was buying, actually just bought a waterfront property. And one of the things that we had to think about was if something goes wrong with that septic, where can I relocate it? Because I know that based on where it is, I can't relocate it there. Mm -hmm. So what are the options and then what is the cost? I mean, 30000 fully septic and landscape is probably almost a minimum now for almost anything in a retrofit. Yeah. And... Could be 40, could be 50. I mean, it really depends on what's involved and how much um, difficulty there is in relocating it. Because, yeah. For yeah. instance, we just sold one. Uh, they're, they've just moved in, actually. And the uh, septic system, when we did the inspection, mm. the tile bed was plugged with tree roots and things. And mm. because most of the time, 
when you have a cottage, it's, it's closer to the water and the septic system has to be uphill from the cottage. So generally what happens is you got to put in a pumping station. And so the new septic they put in had a pumping station, then a tank, then a, a uh, clear stream, I think it was, um, aeration treatment system so that they could get the septic field down small enough to actually fit on the property. So knowing all this stuff about septic is hugely important. So to that note, I would say be careful if you have an agent that, you know, maybe you bought your house through in, in the city of Ottawa and you like that agent, that agent doesn't have any experience with country properties, wells and septics and, and water waterfronts. Front, waterfront even. Um, yeah. Be careful using that person. So just re-interview them right. to make sure they have expertise in what you're looking for. Because even waterfront, many times you don't own the waterfront, which a lot of people don't realize. It can have like a road allowance on it, especially if it's a river, because that's considered a, a, a roadway. Mm -hmm. And so there's a road allowance and basically you don't own the actual waterfront and people are allowed to walk across it and whatever. And if that's going to bother you and you can't fence right to the water, then you need to know that so that mm -hmm. maybe go get a private lake that you own the waterfront right. to and, the water. Well, and some are owned by utility companies. Like there is all kinds of caveats on the ownership of the waterfrontage. So you just want to know. And decide whether that's good for you or not good for you. Sometimes there's another one that we were looking at where there's a laneway to neighboring properties that kind of run through the property between the house and the water. So just things to think about and be just, you know, and sometimes they're grassed over and you don't really see it because that cottage really is a cottage that's beyond theirs. And yet that is the only access to that cottage. Hmm. And right? that's going to bother you. And you need to know it's there. Right. That there is an easement, a, a right of way to go across your property to get to the next neighboring property. Right. And then one of those things that some people do, especially because you want to beat the heat this summer, is it still you got time to install a pool. And then the question I always get is, how much is it going to cost me for the pool? And <laughs> that's a big number. And then the second <laughs> half of that is... How big a number is that, Yetta? Depends on what I'm putting in, but whether it's an above-ground or an in-ground or an on-ground or indoor, well, that's a very expensive proposition. So, yes, and what about getting value back from an indoor that's, pool? No. No. The You're answer to that is no. You and, better enjoy it for a long time. Right. And even an outdoor pool, whether it's above ground or an in-ground, the next question after how much is how much return? How much is my house going to go up? Because I put this amazing pool in, whatever the description of the pool is. And the answer to that is it actually depends. <laughs> Virtually nothing. Right. but And it does <laughs> depend. Because in certain areas, it's kind of expected that there's a pool. In other areas, it's not as expected. Mm -hmm. um, and the type of pool matters. Yeah. And yet, here's, the, here's what I, my answer is kind of. Yeah. I mean, it really does depend. So I want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you if you're thinking, hey, I'm only yeah. going to be in my house five more years. Should I put a pool in? Probably a pretty answer, easy answer is if you can deal with an above-ground pool, it's, you know, it's less than one vacation. 
cost-wise, put, put it, it in. in. It's disposable. It's disposable. Consider it that way. Enjoy it. Because the person buying your house may actually see the above-ground pool as a detriment, not mm. an asset. Yeah. Now, our daughter, Candace, yep. she was looking for a cottage mm-hmm. and wanted... and. Her her reasoning for the cottage is that that's a gathering place because she's all mm. about people, right? So she wanted family to be able to gather there. And our theater room wasn't enough. No. No. That's a good place in the winter. I know. That's what she said. And then uh, what she decided to do was put an in-ground pool in her house and that they were going to stay there a long time. And it's kind of ideal. Like um, her children are ranging from basically five up to... Seventeen. Seventeen. And so there'll be a lot of time where children will be using that pool. And a lot of them, right? Yes. There's five of them. Yes. <laughs> well, and expect that the neighbor kids are going to come a call. Right. So if you put in a pool, know that you're going to have some super visual, super... What's Supervision? Supervision. Yeah, some roles. Yeah. You need to do some supervising because the last thing you want is someone... To, to have an injury or, or drown in your pool. Mm-hmm. So the parents have to be on on guard, so to speak. Right. The lovely thing, though, is you know where your children are. Right. And you the know cousins, which children right. are with them. And the cousins are going to come hang out. So in Candace's case, it really became a no-brainer. It was going to be a lot less maintenance and a lot less expense, actually, even though the pool was expensive, than buying a secondary property. And having to drive to it and pack up and all of that sort of stuff. And she happens to be a lifeguard, so that actually yeah. mitigates some of the yeah. challenge. So, and what's interesting is you recorded a show called Buying on a Whim. Yeah, I did. That was last week. With Ryan. So if you missed that show, go on our YouTube channel, Decker Team, and look up the Buying on a Whim show. Well, it was actually... Okay, what's the true title? Learn the ups and downs of buying on a whim. Yes. And what I've found is sometimes people buy cottages and lake Mm. houses on a whim. And be careful of that. And the reason they buy on a whim is an emotional buy because they're looking for the lifestyle and the ability to make memories in a property like that, Mm -hmm. which is perfect. We just don't want it to be a nightmare memory because you get the wrong one. Right. So you might want to go back and watch that show. And then once you've watched it, I bet you're going to have some questions. And then you're going to want to ask us those questions. You're welcome to email them to us at info You're welcome to set up a consultation like we mentioned earlier. Or if you just want to gather a bit of information to sort of see what's out there, we'll set up a search. It doesn't have to happen in any particular order. It just will let you gather the information so you can decide when the time is for you. Mm-hmm. And now next week, I'm actually excited about next week's show. How to make a house a home. Kind of sounds like a little bit what we talked about this week, and yet, and yet it's been from just the waterfront perspective. So next week, it's going to be from a general perspective, how to make your house a home. That sounds like fun. It will be fun because you're so going to be should, nice. They should tune back in to 99.1 FM on Friday at 9.30. Right. Every Friday at 9.30. You know, session. we're even on on Christmas if it falls on Christmas or New Year's. <laughs> like, I we don't know. We usually have a pretty special show, though. We do. 
Sometimes it's the countdown to Christmas, but it's already happened, or the New Year's thing. It's fun. So if you're looking and you're thinking, I have questions, the questions keep rolling in my head about living in my home or whether I should or shouldn't sell, whether I should buy second in investment, what should I do? The questions are rolling and you, you even have questions that you think nobody else is asking. Ask us. I promise we will answer them. Maybe on a show, maybe one-on-one. Just ask. What you want to do?